Welcome to episode 164 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing our top 10 discoveries of 2022. Shakalaka. It's 2023, baby. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. Welcome to 2023. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. And uh, yeah, we're starting the, the year off with a bang. Um, I know most uh, shows around this time do their best of 2022. We're going to hold off. We're going to do that. We normally do that closer to the Oscar season just we because... We are doing the best of 2022, but in a different, a different way. route. Yes. Our personal best of 2022. Yeah, we'll have the actual 2022 movies in February, March. Um, again, we're a smaller podcast. We don't get all these screeners. We're not in LA. We don't get to see all these movies, you know, uh, the, these little indie screenings. Uh, so if we, if we did that episode now... It would be probably not very good because half them we haven't Top seen. Top Gun would be we're, we're one waiting and for them four to, on your list. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for them to hit streaming, hit Blu-ray. Um, but uh, yeah, that will be coming up. But luckily, yeah. they do hit streaming and Blu-ray sooner sooner now. than they yeah. used to. We we used to have to find other means yeah. to watch all these movies. You know, hardy are pirates, guys. Guys, stop. No. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, as Maddie mentioned, this is kind of something we started a couple years ago to kind of make up for it. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm an old crank that hates. <laughs> struggles with we'll say modern some a lot of modern films these and days modern ideas um <laughs> but so i always enjoy kind of doing this episode where we just talk about our favorite top 10 discoveries um we don't do uh like that when we don't break it down to top 10 horror top 10 overall picks we just do an overall one list mix of horror in general which makes it that fucking hard it's a hard list especially to put if you had a great year whereas this year i guess sorry last year 2022 i had a great year of Movies I saw for the first time, I had this narrowed down to 60 movies. Holy moly. And even now, it's like 35, and I still don't feel comfortable I, about my top 10. I think every year we've done this... It gets uh, harder it, and harder. Well, I was going to say, every year we've done this, it's been incredibly hard for yeah. me. Um, I, I think one of the things... This came about during COVID, when my movie watching... Went when through. I, and I, 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 Kyle, I think you've watched more movies, and I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, than maybe any year ever... I don't know. I haven't checked my stats. I was wait. I guess we have it. I was waiting for them to send out the emails, even though I guess we we pay for Letterboxd for the the pro thing to get it. I haven't even looked. Because I remember that. I was I was looking for something on your your account and and saw like you're over four hundred fucking oh, movies. Oh wow! Yeah, that is well. impressive. Thank you. And it, what this was like? This is at the middle or beginning of December that I oh, saw. Oh wow! This, so, so you know it's probably I didn't. Right. I did. I probably just repeated a lot of Christmas ones, but yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a fun year, and I think again, <laughs> why are you being so modest about yeah. this? <laughs> like, yeah, that's no big deal, guys. Uh, Four hundred. Well, yeah, because I haven't yeah. even had a chance to look yeah. at it and analyze it or anything. Uh, we'll talk about it maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when it, when I get a chance to look at that. But um, I will I will just say, yeah, like with Shocktober alone, we do again. We keep on doing in crazy numbers. And I, I could fill this list with 10 horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, we also added this in 2022 is the first year where we added, uh, which we're going to keep the tradition going, where in the middle of the year, we we, uh, we throw uh, three, we pick three years each um, and, uh, and, and we pull, pull them out and then we cover the best of that year. So last year, it was the best in 1985. And again, that led me to, f- I could have filled in 10 to 15 1985 yeah, and, movies and I watched I th- for the I first time. I told both you, you and, and, and you, you guys don't have to adhere yeah. by these rules, but I'm I'm taking out my 85 so I could fit in others because we have a whole eight, uh, two 85 episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to hear about my 85 picks, you're, you're going to go there. I have a feeling these guys might fit in some 85. I, I got some there, there might be some 85, but yeah, it, it, this was just like one of those years mm-hmm. where it was like, I like to do my list. I like to have the yeah. cheesy stuff mixed in with the the Oscar nominated stuff mixed in with the classic films mixed in with the the silly. Like I, I like to have a, a mix, and this was hard because like I could have easily did just this genre. I could have easily did just this genre. This, See, for me, this it was year, I almost was, felt bad because I had a bunch of genre picks that I knew I didn't like as much as some other picks, but I wanted to fit them in. But I yeah. was like, well. What what am I gonna do? Yeah. What do you do? It, it is tough, and I, I always try to go back to the ones like, what am I excited to re- revisit again? It's like there's some movies I I really enjoyed in the first film, but like when I'm thinking about them, it's like that's a really good movie that that can make this list. But I, this is a movie I'm gonna probably watch two or three times in the next couple of years, so maybe I'll throw I this think, on. I like, think there's I try to mix it up. There's but, some of that for yeah. me, and there's also some of it like. Sometimes the first time you watch a movie is going to be the best time you ever watch yeah. that movie. It's just going to do something. But sometimes it uh, grows upon repeat totally. viewing. There, there, there's like there's different kind of like I, I just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which Maddie covered yeah. on a recent episode, and it grew for me. Yeah, you kind of find pre- and I really liked it the first time. There's one movie that completely shifted in my mind this year. It's a Day of the Dead. I watched it like for the first time in I'll say 20 years. I'm like. Why did I sleep on this movie for yeah. twenty years? When I first saw it, like, ah, oh, this movie sucks. I really hated it. Like, hated it. But like, I watched it this year. I'm like, complete night and day. Like, fell in love with this movie. I will say, and I don't know if you guys maybe you can comment on this. And I always mm. struggle. I struggle with this too when it comes to the best of the actual. Like, you know, when we do cover our best 2022 uh, movies, is it like the shit you watch in January, February? It's trying to like. I remember really liking that, but I'm trying to like remember how I like that compared to yeah. something I just watched a week or two mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, recency um, bias is is a, it's yeah. a real it, thing. It is tough, mm-hmm. and I usually will, like will go through YouTube clips and try to like refresh my memory. I'll read the synopsis and be like, oh yeah, I really like that. But it does, it is tough sometimes. I mean, you know, there, there's some movies. The last week I, I threw in a bunch of movies. And it's like, well, fuck! I really like this too, mm. and I, it, it's tough doing this. Is what yeah. I'm getting at. So there's no, there's no real way to do it. So before we get into the list, yeah. are we going to pick a new year? Yeah. <laughs> so right. we're, we, we did this last year. So we Instagram live, and uh, and and we're now live on Instagram. Uh, so we're going to pick a, a a year that we're going to cover. Like hundreds of movies combined. Yeah. I think we did. Unless we have one of items like nineteen thirty-seven, then yeah. you know. So we all put two. three three years in a in a hat, and and we we we're gonna figure out what year is gonna be the new year. So yeah, probably it'll probably be June, July. We'll be covering our top ten horror and top ten overall picks for this year. 
Um, last year, I think we each watched like close to, as you mentioned, 60, 70, 100 movies, maybe even. Totally. Um, oh, well, so I don't know whose this is. It's not mine. 2001. That was mine. Hey. There we go. So Adam's going to make me watch modern films. That's going to be our odyssey. <laughs> well, that's kind of yeah. modern. Yeah. No, that that could be. Is What's 2001? I'm trying to think of, like, what's the big film from that year? Can you? I don't even we, remember Requiem? anymore. Is Requiem on 2001 or is that 2000? That might be 2000, yeah. Because yeah. I know that there's one year, yeah. and I think it's like the year that Mad Max Fury Road came out. In a yeah. couple, but there's like three or four or five Huge mm. movie. Like when I was looking, it was like if I was going to choose a modern one, but I don't think it's 2001. This seems too early. Well, um, I'm w- curious. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, so everybody, we're going to uh, be doing 2001. Yeah. That was the latest year I picked. <laughs> Everything else I was like oh. earlier. So that that's our pick. So uh, uh, see you live, people. Bye-bye. And we're back. So after being disgusted with Adam in his 2001, I guess his writing is really fucking messy. And I, I and wasn't paying attention. I don't know if you heard that static in that section. There's a little bit of static because when we went live, I think it, it messed with my microphone. I guess there's some like, frequency that was So I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I was freaking out about the goddamn static. So if you're the four or five people that watch this live and we're excited about 2001, we apologize. It's not 2001. It's 2007. I fucking can't read his writing and that does look like a one um so i'm gonna put uh, part of this play this is like the oscars over where they wait they gave it to la la land and then you know it was supposed to no, be who was uh, that guy is steve harvey what was uh, it moon, moon moon what one moonlight moonlight oh. um this is where we have we got our oscar moment here so we're see, covering see they, they got the right pick there we got the right Dude, pick here 2000 was so bad kyle actually got up and slapped at him like uh, chris rock like yeah. like it was instantly like something is wrong yeah. here i uh, just yeah i was like what the fuck were you thinking there's like you i'd be tough to find like 10 overall including horror yeah. of 2001 uh but yeah we're gonna cover 2007 this looks to be a little bit better um you know still wouldn't be my first choice but it's okay because it's not meant to be it's adam's pick he won so did, 2007. I, this was, uh, I think last year I had a, uh, like some 80s in there, and I think I had one other year, and I think everybody had 80s, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I had this year for same for me. Uh, I, <laughs> well, the way I see it, we did 85. Like, okay, it's kind of in the middle of eight. Let's do, I did like uh, late 70s, uh, early 90s, yeah, and I did, uh, uh, late uh, early aughts. I, I kind of wanted to move away yeah. from, not, not that I didn't enjoy that, but just mm-hmm. to kind of like do this in a different era yeah. and see what it's it's like. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. This can be a little painful for me, but I, I see some some big big guns uh, in this list. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Look for that uh, June, July ish. We usually try to fit in the be- the middle of the year, uh, depending on how our schedule works. Yeah, out. we got to figure out. We're still figuring that out. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be uh, covering that. But anyways, let's get back to this episode where we are talking about. I guess we're just gonna jump in. We're not gonna talk about what we've been watching. Uh, this episode, correct? We're just going to no. do jump right into it. Yeah, man. Uh, so this is going to be our top 10 discoveries. So again, these are movies we have watched for the first time uh, last year, 2022. Um, if you've seen it before, it cannot be included. Uh, you can, whatever rules you want to set forth for yourself, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want. Just it has to be a first time watch. Um, and in the case, mm-hmm. Adam is going to eliminate 1985. If you want to eliminate horror because you feel we covered them in Shocktober, you do whatever you want, but it's your list. Um, but there we go. Um, who wants to start off? You want to go for it, buddy? Sure, I'll go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, this is one, something I, I talked about in the, the program not too long ago. Uh, from 1946, The Best Years of Our Lives. And I think right. I actually downplayed it because 
it just reverberated with me so strongly. It's about these guys that all come back from war, war to the same town. They weren't in any regiment together, mm. but they're instantly bonded because they're having some of the similar experiences, even though one's very successful. Another guy, he's fairly disabled. He can't work anymore. And the other guy thinks he's going to come back and own the world, and of course he doesn't. Mm. It also has an incredible Teresa Wright performance um, that makes me go, why isn't she one of the, the top uh, actresses of the, the 40s and 50s? Um, so I, I, have actually, it, it raised in my appreciation <laughs> over, over the month since I've seen it. Oh, awesome. Um, there's a fairly it, newer one for you too, isn't it? Like you watch it like, what? I watched it early December, I think. Yeah. yeah or, or late November. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, my top 10 from a 1995 evil ed. This movie is about as a film editor who's like uh, editing uh, these violent films. Oh yes, I remember and it you talking about this. Into his brain, so he get pretty much this awesome splatter effect of like all these movies that he's editing. But as he's editing these movies, he starts affecting his brain, and he slowly starts losing his mind and getting more and more evil. But as this is going on, they have all these boogans that are like living in his house. And you don't know if it's him, like. Uh, thinking of them or like they're actually like haunting him it is awesome with 90 schlock value the boogans look amazing the uh, splatter is so much fun i have here i wrote down flying limbs exploding heads uh spooky boogans and like babes that's pretty <laughs> much what this movie is about and then halfway through this movie there is a shift where he tries to take over the movie studio with this army of uh, gun slinging SWAT teams. So you pretty much get two 90s schlocky action movies for the price of one in Evil Ed, man. Nice. It is a ton of fun. Get yourself some beers, maybe smoke a joint or two. I'm not <laughs> your mother and watch this movie. <laughs> like, I think in like this October, this October, I think we got to do like a uh, Evil Ed party at my place, nice. man. I think you Have you seen it, it, Kyle? I didn't love this. I, oh, I, I no. have the Arrow release, the big limited edition that comes yeah. with the different cuts. I, I, th- I, I thought Maddie it. might have a, a, a homework episode. Yeah. No, oh, I, I, I didn't good. love this one, unfortunately. I was oh, pretty man. excited to watch it. There, There's some good splatter, mm-hmm. but the story was a little bit messy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do quickly honorable mentions at the very end. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to, I just want to mention that it was, it was between this and a very schlocky horror, The Severed Arm, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> In the end, I went with this just to class up my list a bit. Um, I went with, uh, from my number 10, Diabolique from 1955, or Lay mm-hmm. de Diabolique. Um, I'm going I'm to mispronounce his name, but it's directed by Henry George Clouseau? Clouseau, yeah. Clouseau? Uh, he is, got it, it. is it George or Georgie? Or Georgie? Jorge. Whatever. Um, I, so I actually watched for the first time two of his films this year, this and Wages of War. I like Wages, Wages of, of War. Wages of Fear, sorry. I like that as well. I do remember kind of struggling before it got into the the journey with the the bomb, but once it does, it's very tense. Still still a really good movie. Um, this film, too, I will say, like, there's some stuff, and it does have some... It's a little long for me. It's two hours long. There's times where it's like, you know... I, I don't know. I struggle sometimes with films like this that are that length, but overall, I mean, it, it more than makes up for it. Uh, if you haven't seen this one, it's pretty much these... Their, her husband, this woman's husband, is a terrible guy. So her and his mistress uh, plan his murder, and it's like super tense leading up to where they're going to do it. Is it going to work out? And then even like trying to, you know, dispose of the body. Yeah. It's all so tense. And then all of us, and then when they think it's over with, now this person is appearing in pictures and stuff. And is he still alive? Oh, you don't cool. know. Is it his ghost haunting them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's very well shot, very well done, very well acted. Uh, is this French? Do you, do you know, Adam? Is it? Yeah, it's French. Okay. Um, we. Oui. So, 
Um, either way, oui, uh, oui. he's a director. I mean, I, I know you've been hit by the bug. I don't know if I'm struck as hard as you with his work. Like, I've really enjoyed them, but I've found issues with all his films. But I would still say this and uh, Wages of Fear, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, Wages of Fear was high on my list. Uh, Did you watch that for the first time this year? Or no, I think it was... Uh, what year? It was last year, I think. Okay. I think it was my second pick last year. I oh, loved for, it. Um, Discoveries. Okay, cool. Uh, and Di- Diabolique, I think we maybe did before Discoveries when we were doing... I can't remember now, but mm. it, it made my top horror movies of all time. Oh, wow. And it made my top 20. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I enjoyed it, but I could see it definitely being like a, a you movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. a thriller. It's kind of got that... I guess it kind of has that earnest too. It's got the the Frenchness to it. it it's see, it's definitely like <laughs> the Frenchness to it. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a French, it's like a French art yeah. pick mixed with horror thriller. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a silly uh, giallo or, or a silly slash or anything. Like mm. it definitely has a class to it. It's 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 great acting. Like the writing, everything about it is well made. It was one of the few pictures that were thrillers in the fifties. That Hitchcock saw and was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, I, yeah. I could see it. You know, I I could see this on a lot of like um, critics' top one hundred of all time horror lists. But if you're into like the schlocky Friday Thirteenth yeah. and stuff, yeah, it's not you that may not you may so not much. get as much out of it. But yeah. I think again, it's still worth a watch. There's, I think there's still like some there. of those yeah. setups that are pretty. And th- there's some there's some real tension for sure. Oh, like yeah. it's definitely worth a watch. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so my number nine is from 1990. Uh, this is from Abbas uh, Kiristami, uh, close-up, an Iranian filmmaker. That I've been wanting to watch this forever. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a story. It's a quasi-documentary-slash-fiction movie. It's really strange concept because you mm-hmm. don't know what's real and what's not and what's been recreated because everybody in it are the people. Oh, that they're doing the reenactments, reenactments or what, what have you? And what happened is there's this guy, and I'm going to bastardize the person he's impersonating. I'm going to bastardize all their names, uh, except for him. His name is Hossein Sazbian, and he, he wants to be a film director so bad, and someone mistakes him as a film director, and uh, uh, Musan Makmabaf... I'm not gonna. <laughs> sorry, I, 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 yeah, I tried. Uh, I didn't try hard enough. I, I know I didn't. Anyways, he, uh, uh, a famous Iranian filmmaker, um, and he's on the bus, and he, he says, "Oh, this is who I am. I'm, I, I am that guy." Yeah, and, of course. And then he goes to his house, and he tells his children he's going to make a movie with them, and he's going to film it in their, their home, and they're going to be the stars of it. So they need to practice, and they're doing all these things, and he eventually gets found out that he's not this guy uh, through a variety mm-hmm. of events. And this other filmmaker, who's very good friends, Kirosami, yeah. des- decides to make a movie about it. So there's stuff oh. afterwards where they're actually talk. He's talking to these people on the After Effects. He goes to prison to visit them. I'm pretty sure that's real. I don't know yeah, for sure. Yeah, crazy. It's pretty crazy. And the, it, it also... He eventually meets the real filmmaker and they huh. have this magical ride through the city it it's it it knocked me out uh, it it i undervalued it i think uh, mm-hmm. uh, slightly when i saw it because i was i was just like thrown like what did i just watch like there's nothing yeah. else like this um and 
it is funny the the power of movies the that's something mm. i think all three of us can appreciate and how it can frame you and it can change your perception and mm. there's a, there's a magic about movies and this 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 shows it more than almost any movie i've ever seen oh that's awesome that actually does something like a pretty dope movie mm. and a completely opposite end of that is from 1998 Halloween Town. <laughs> Did you watch this at all or no? No, I have not it's watched It's this like it. Disney movie, but it is so charming that I just fell in love with it. It took me back I remember to being you were like, 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 like eight years old, like going to like a Halloween it's party. It's so very bad and cheesy, but in a good way. Like, yeah, like the, the, the ideas possible. behind it are like... It, this movie had no right to be this good and this charming and this fun and this beautiful. Like it It's is definitely a, a family movie. Oh, but. F- yeah, for sure it's a family movie. It's like a heavy 90s nostalgia where like everyone's trying to do good, but like, ooh, there's that one evil fella who's uh, trying to take over this Halloween town. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I would love to see Disney take that idea and give it a budget, like a $60 million. Yeah. Because I, that's one problem. Like, the idea I, is so I, good, I, but I, the, I'm the curious, monsters like, are very, some like... Some of the monsters... I dug in this. Like, I think that's yeah. part of the charm for me. It felt yeah. like uh, going to, like, a, 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 a small community production of yeah. a, a Halloween haunted house, but it had that charm to it, man. Yeah. I yeah, wonder if I you're going to, like... Uh, now I've totally forgot the name mm-hmm. of it. Shoot. It was that movie that was in Salem about the... It's Manic Panic or uh, Satanic Panic? No. It's something like I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll grab yeah, that yeah, in yeah, a second. Yeah. Is that from like 2001 or something like that? It's uh, No, it's from a few years. I'll get it Okay, in a yeah, second. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Rod, what's your number nine, baby? Uh, so my number nine, uh, I only, I'll, I'll spoil it, I only have two horror picks on my list. Um, but again, if you want to go back, listen to our last episode of Shocktober, we run down all mm-hmm. the highlights. Um, there, there, I could have filled this easy with 10 horror films, but I tried to, to mix it up mm-hmm. a bit. But I did throw one on here at number nine. Uh, from 1974, Sugar Hill. This is yeah. the... Oh, um, yeah, you watched this during Shocktober, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? this is the horror kind of zombie blaxploitation yeah. movie uh, where uh, this this woman, her husband, who runs a nightclub, uh, is killed by a mob boss played by Robert Corey, Count mm-hmm. Yorga himself. Awesome. And... Uh, so she enlists the help of a voodoo queen, uh, and they summon uh, the voodoo uh, lord of the dead, Baron Samdi himself. And uh, it's just him with his in uh, some zombies and seeking revenge and all that the mob people involved with her husband's murder. It just it has that like I love that seventies horror. It has that kind yeah. of Omega Man vibe to it. That look. Uh, just the atmosphere is so good, and I love the look of the zombies. They have like these silver kind of capsules covering their eyes and it just looks so cool i'm sure it was a pain to film and and Mm -hmm. annoying and they're all covered in cobwebs and stuff they just have such a great look and all the deaths are kind of fun uh this is just a super fun this again this was one of those um i think that month alone i had jd's revenge uh which was another great black exploitation horror abby which was like a black exploitation version of the exorcist and pd wheatstraw they were all oh, super fun. fun. Right? Any one of those could have been on this list, but I wanted to make sure I, I covered. Do you think at this least one, one could them. maybe sneak in the back end of your top hundred? I I think so. It's it's yeah. one like yeah. again. I really want to revisit. I could revisit all these, but this one for sure. I'm going to probably even revisit next yeah. year again. Um, so much fun. Very That's cool. Awesome. Uh, and before I do my number eight, I'm just, mass hysteria. Yes, mass hysteria. Yeah, I think I watched it a couple years back. Uh, it, I it, really enjoyed that. It just too. has this like home spun vibe mm-hmm. to it but it everybody is you can tell how much they care about making the movie yeah i don't know if if for me some of the 
that where the story goes eventually throws me off. <laughs> we go like the Civil War reenactors is kind of odd, but yeah. hey, anyways, it, it, uh, you 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 kind it was of an adventure. there's a charming thing yeah. sometimes, uh, especially around Halloween, mm-hmm. because Halloween is about everybody just making themselves into a character by themselves. Yeah, or that's what it should be. Uh, and uh, you know, Kyle wins that every time. So when <laughs> when Kyle makes his schlocky movie, I'll, I'll, it'll we'll have a lot it. of charm. Blood Fart Lake 3, baby. <laughs> um, my number eight is uh, from 1999, uh, Bo Travide. So this is uh, takes place uh, in uh, a golf in Africa. It's the French Legion Army, Foreign Legion Army. Yep. Uh, so I guess it's not all Le- French, but Legionnaires most, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's mostly French. Uh, and... It is this kind of meditative uh, piece. It stars Denny Levant, who was in Holy Motors, and he, he he's basically this live wire actor, this guy that you know can do anything with his body. He can, you know, probably j- climb this whole building and swing from here mm-hmm. and do uh, all these exercises, contort it, turn himself into a different person, basically. And what they have him is in this regimented army doing regimented things living his life in this sort of way and then it slowly because of uh, a, a couple elements it gets broken down and his regimented life that he really liked gets broken and that's where the actor gets to play outside of that and you can yeah. see these little moments of his hidden personality coming out through body language mm-hmm. and it has just an Unreal fucking end. Uh, just a, a, like something that I, I've watched the end multiple times because it is so unexpected with the tone of the film. Um, it is, a, again, a meditative p- p- picture. I don't know if it would be totally for, for you guys, mm-hmm. but I got a lot of, uh, out of it. And, uh, and, and another one, very similar to Close Up, that just kind of rattled around my brain. And when I was watching it, I got sucked in. But also, the, the layers of... Minutia just started fucking screaming at me. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I really, it's uh, Claire Denis directs it. Uh, who's a great director, but I, I think Denny Levant has to get a lot of the credit here because oh. I don't know many actors that could do that. Most would play the understated fine, but then couldn't do the come uh, alive. Yeah, yeah. I guess like uh, uh, Alistair Sims in uh, uh, Christmas Carol is a is a great example yeah. of of someone doing that. Mm-hmm. That this is on like <coughs> a much more subtle level level, yeah. and then an even larger oh wow so he does like the full gambit of uh, he goes all out oh awesome um my number eight is from 2020 oh the night house oh i didn't get to watch it in 2020 but i watched this movie what a fantastic horror movie modern like so cool this this was my number one horror movie of last year because Mm. it wasn't commercially released until 2001. Okay. Uh, but it, it, I think it played film festivals in Yeah, in well, I, I might have fucked up. This might have been in my <laughs> top 10 of last year as well. But no, I fell in love with it. A, a great uh, story. Fantastic use of CGI. Like, better than I've seen in a yeah. while how well they played around with the uh, tricks of the eye using CGI. It was fucking cool, man. It's so rare yeah. that we're, especially on this show, yeah. where we're praising CGI. Yeah, right? right? Like, But it... it you couldn't make that movie without CGI. It would be impossible. And like they, they usually butcher movies. This actually like played to its strengths. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Great Rebecca Hall performance. Oh, so good. And that song, that Richard uh, yeah, Thompson. Like, yeah, yeah, I kept going like repeat. Calvary yeah. Cross. <laughs> yeah, great. 
Uh, my number eight wouldn't be a, a top ten gems without a noir thrown in there. Yeah. Uh, 1947's Out of the Past. Nice. Uh, this is directed by Jacques Turneau, who, who's probably most famous for Night of the Demon, Cat People. Uh, stars Robert Mitchum, Kurt Douglas, and Jane Greer, who is absolutely gorgeous in this. But uh, yeah, Robert Mitchum, it, it opens up. He's been kind of hiding away in this small town, and he gets a visit. Uh, and you, he has to go back to his past, like the title mentions, and then you get a flashback, and Douglas is this kingpin, hires him to uh, find his woman, he, uh, Mitchum's an investigator, and it goes into, he, he finds her and falls in love with her, lots of twists and turns throughout, um, just a very cool, exactly what you kind of expect from a, a, a 40s noir, but yeah, everything about it was was just Def- great. A top 10 noir for me. Mitch, yeah, Mitch, yeah. It's, it's a, Mitchum's dialogue and character in this is up there with, you know, the best of both. I kind of was has. so pissed because you didn't log it. it. It was like the last thing you watched for Noir Vember. Yeah. And I, I was like, Thank goodness. None of them watch that. That's my pick next year. I got my pick next yeah, year already he, set. He fucked you. Well, we still can. It's a year from now. I can yeah. watch it again. Um, it is that good. Um, I'm glad you liked but, it that uh, Yeah, no, it, it's great. Um, my number seven is Buffalo 66 from 1998. Okay, this yeah. is Vincent Gallo's, uh, well, one of his only uh, pictures that, that mm. has been completed uh, after the Brown Bunny uh, imploded. Um, this takes place in Buffalo after he gets out of prison after many years and he goes home to see his parents. His parents have no idea where he's, he's been. Mm. They think he's, he's, he's got this story about him being this successful guy, but he's unhinged. Like there's something wrong with him. And instantly he kidnaps a teenage, uh, Christina Ricci. Yeah. And have you seen this? I haven't seen it, but like, I remember... I don't know how the fuck I didn't watch this in high school. Yeah, like this would have changed my life in high yeah, school. You would have uh, kidnapped Christina Ricci. Yeah, and, uh, probably. Yeah, that would have been bad news. Okay. I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Um, but the chemistry between them is unreal. Like he's terrible to her, but she's trying to see where he's going, and then he's kind of coming around to her. But maybe it's the final straw. But it's not really. It's it, not at all like a traditional romance. It also um, bakes in. I don't know. You guys might not remember this. Maybe you will. Scott, Scott Norwood? We yeah. were talking about this, about the Buffalo uh, Bills. Bills. Kick. He missed the, the kick that lost mm-hmm. them basically the Super Bowl. And they, they have a, a – it's a different name in this. But that's Is the, that like the same, the Finkel? Yeah. Yes. You got yeah. it. Laces out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the uh, same, same sort yeah. of deal. Hmm. Uh, except that's the reason why he went to prison because that's how he lost the bet. Oh, uh, yeah. And Angelica Houston is his mom who's obsessed with the Bills. That's her whole like – Life yeah. is the Bills more than him. That's the baby is the. That's why he did this bet, basically. And and Ben uh, uh, Gazera is the father. He's fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, I. It seems foolish that I wouldn't have watched that. Like yeah. movies from like ninety six to like two thousand three. Why, why wouldn't we have watched this? Yeah. Like we're in know. blockbuster every weekend. And no, none of us have seen this. Yeah. No. Hot homework wow. episode. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Hmm. Because it wasn't like the subject matter always scared me away. Like, I, you know, a guy captures a, a girl, and mm-hmm. it's it's played for laughs, though. Yeah, for the most part, and and like it wasn't a movie that was kind of obscure. Like, it, it would have a, a whole couple yeah. rows at Blockbuster when it came. Yeah, it's out. weird that you wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. Like, I don't know what but, happened. Yeah, there's a lot of weird movies about like kidnapping. Like, nice. Like California was one of them. Like, I guess like uh, also not uh, seen that yeah. one. Yeah, I've seen that one. Mm. Anyways, my number seven is from 2019, St. Maud. 
Oh, yeah. I can't believe I slept on this movie. It is fucking amazing, man. Um, it has one of the best jump scares at the end that I've seen in a while. There is so much tension throughout the entire movie. The kind of the bar section of that movie, yeah. like it, it gets it's very it's tense. so good, man. I, I really, really dug this movie. What else I read about this? Yeah, it, it's like a um, real art house film. But crazy easy to digest. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody could watch this film. Like oh, it's a good movie. But even if you're like a, I want to check out an art house film. You get it. Like it's yeah, beautiful. I, I, th- it's like I think a, a one of my 70s, issues with, yeah. was, uh, and I, I almost rewatched this during mm-hmm. Shocktober because I, I wanted to see how how real those issues were. Yeah, like I felt it spoon fed me some of the like subtext a little yeah. bit heavy handed, but. I don't know. Like the, now that I, when I think back to the movie, none of that stuff kind of plays around in my brain. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I I almost had that. Like on the thirtieth, I was like, maybe I'll watch Saint Maude, yeah. and and then uh, I didn't. So maybe this this uh, this year. I love the town yeah. too. It's got like a vibe, like an old seaside town, and yeah. even that like a, a mansion that she's hanging out at. Like there's the something s- about like British Isles seaside yeah, town. it's spooky, right? Like, I, there's something about it that kind of, like, gives you, like, an uneasy feeling. Like, the town knows something you don't. Yeah, like... like it, it hides its secrets in, like, these small caverns and caves and bars, like... And bars, yeah. yeah. Like, we were in uh, Ireland uh, a few years ago, and we were in this uh, town called Kinsale. Mm-hmm. And it's really small, but it's got all these streets that kind of wind up and down. It's very small, but you can easily get lost. You go down one way, and you're like... Oh, I wanted to go there. Why am I not there yeah. yet? Like, how did I get over here? Yeah. Um, and it's got that, uh, you can imagine with the fog rolling yeah. in. Yeah. You're number 12, Kyle. Number 12. Number seven? I, I just knew that was going to throw him. <laughs> um, he's, got, um. he's got all these documents. He's, he's, he's thinking about moving something. He, he doesn't want to commit to these. Yeah. Um, so my number seven uh, from 1985 again I could have thrown in 10 1985 movies in this list. Uh, th- there was so many discoveries I found this year when we did our best in 1985. Go back, listen to that episode for a lot of our picks. But I did want to throw this one in. I think it made my top 10. Yeah, definitely made my top 10 of that year. Uh, After Hours, the Martin right. Scorsese. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, this, yeah. this would have made my top 10 if I wasn't excluding uh, mm. uh, that in, in Tampopo would have been the only movies, mm. I think, that new movies that would have broken into my top 10 but great fucking Scorsese yeah movie. this is one uh, again don't know why it took me so long to watch I think maybe I thought it was gonna be a lot darker but it's kind of more of like a silly almost like it, surreal aspects at times like the way the, it's, the world it's works it's definitely a comedy yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's uh, it's a dude uh, what's his name uh, Griffin Dunn mm-hmm. from American Werewolf in London uh, he he meets this girl at um, uh, I think it's like a cafe or yeah, something yeah diner uh, yeah. Roseanne Arquette and she invites him to his to her place. Seems like a perfect scenario. Yeah, and so he goes there, and you know she's a little bit weird. And then there's constantly hints that maybe her body's like disfigured by burns or something, and that kind of turns him off. And he wants to get out of there. And then like so, the whole movie takes place in this one night, and it just becomes like one crazy thing after another that is stopping him from getting out of yeah, this city. Yeah, it just escalates in the craziest um, ways. And there, there's a lot of like guest stars in there. Um, cameos, but it, it's just like fun and insane, and like it doesn't obviously like it's exaggerated. It's, it's so unrealistic, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't go full like 
you know, naked gun comedy or anything. Yeah. It, it, but it's, it's surreal. Like black comedy, but it's definitely a surreal yeah. elements. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's awesome. Maddie, um, did you catch that? I, I didn't check it out. Yeah. yeah, I think it's on Crave. I didn't get around to watching it or getting Crave. It's it's later. not an easy one to yeah. watch. No, because well, it doesn't mm-hmm. have a Blu-ray. That's the exactly. Criterion's it. been hinting it possibly for mm-hmm. years, but no one knows what the holdup is. It's like the only Scorsese it's film that's weird not a Blu-ray. That I I kind weird. of feel uh, like he's kind of take. We talked about it in in an episode, maybe two episodes ago where Kyle was talking about SCTV and 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 mm. I mentioned how he's doing a documentary. Well, they f- filmed that in 2019 and it's still not out. That's crazy, right? So, you know, the guy's 80. Yeah. Uh, and he, if you still look- doing a movie like every year almost. Well, yeah, he's trying years, to, yeah. yeah. Well, but, the, the, you know, um, Killers of the, uh, Flower, of the Flower Moon, Moon has yeah. been delayed multiple mm-hmm. times and, and supposedly it was delayed in production and- um, it's, it, you, but he's still you doing it. Seems like he's fitting in like a documentary every year or something. Mm-hmm. Like that guy's always busy. He's all and and you look at like his list of upcoming projects, and it's always this yeah. monster list. And he he started throwing them away. Like that Leonard Bernstein movie. I think he was that Bradley Cooper is going to direct. I think he oh, was is supposed to be tied onto that. But but man, I, like I watched Goodfellas uh, over the holidays so when I was a little bit. Uh, Hungover, um, the best. That movie is amazing. It's it is literally the yeah. fucking best. The and I, I was thinking of uh, Thelma, the editor. Like that movie's made by her too. She's got to be in her eighties as well. Yeah. Like how how much longer can they go? We need to appreciate them. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I know that, that's all, that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, an, another one I, I saw not too long ago. Uh, over uh, I think it was in maybe our first uh, Christmas episode uh, from 1992, Terrence Davies, The Long Day Closes. This is about the boy living in working-class Liverpool, and they recreate the streets that he would have grown up Mm. in, and it starts, opens up, and it's now these dilapidated homes. And it's just like an interesting coming-of-age movie. It's Mm. very poetic. I I, I now watch two other Terrence Davies movies since. Gotta watch out for? He's fucking amazing. Yeah. He's got a movie, Benediction, this year, which is, uh, I feel like, um, it's great. I feel like he has to do a lot with no budgets. Yeah. Like, that movie, probably, like, give him a couple more million dollars and- and, and That would have been, like, an Oscar winner kind of deal. Yeah. Um, And I guess it's been his his problem his whole life. He he seems a little bit cantankerous. And uh, the Sunset Song, which almost made my list as well- that he directed that I watched at the end of the year. Anyways, this movie just like it's it's almost like he's haunting his childhood in a way, like how he didn't quite fit in, but everybody's having fun and there's all these fun things happening. There's people laughing and mm-hmm. getting drunk and doing these things. There's this may you know turn some people away. There's almost no narrative. It is just a snapshot of this guy's life. Just there, like a, a hangout movie kind of. Yeah, well, yeah it's but, not even a hangout yeah. movie because it it takes place over a long period of time. But the interconnectedness isn't at first apparent. Okay. Um, uh, but it, it's a beautiful movie um, made by a director that I had seen nothing of. He's he's probably my director of top, the year. Uh, uh, top discovery. Oh, awesome. Uh, mine is from uh, 2020. Uh, again, a lot of new movies because I don't get to watch them. But Kid Detective. Oh, yeah. I checked out. What a fun movie, man. I guess it's like a neo-noir-esque but it's kind of S. like uh, turning it on its head a little bit. It's pretty much this uh, uh, almost like an Encyclopedia Brown fella who was solving crimes when he was a young child. And he grew up to be an adult who was just kind of a, a layabout, like a, like a dud, who's still trying to solve mysteries as being the 
adult detective now, he gets uh, a crime that he kind of gets to start solving and figuring it out. Something that's real for the first yeah. time in a while. And he gets hired by a kid to figure out who kidnapped this her sister. And I guess he has to figure out, like, okay, who actually kidnapped this girl, which is kind of... It was cool, man. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, mm. It made Kyle, it made your top 10, top right? 10, yeah. I think yeah. it was high up my top 10. I think it was like top three. Or yeah. Three. I'm, and Adam Brody is one of the most charming fellows. Yeah. Him and uh, Steve Zahn, I think, are the two guys who can play themselves in every movie with slight variations. variations. And I still love. Yeah. Like, Steve Zahn, I, 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 like, I love when I saw him in The White Lotus getting saying, like, a great role. I was thinking the same thing. He, but he plays himself in everything he has ever been in. Like, that Treme and like, you love him still. Like, yeah. he's so yeah, like, good as being they, himself. They play on uh, mm. levels of obnoxiousness, I mm. would say. Like, that's their kind of line. Like, they both can be charming. Yeah. But they both can turn on, like, Adam Adam Brody occasionally plays so twee that you go, I want to fucking kill yeah. this guy. But is still funny. Mm-hmm. And and the charm is still in in yeah. those layers. That yeah. You, um, yeah, and Steve Zahn's the same way. Like in Treme, he's like <laughs> he's such a scumbag, but you love him. <laughs> you love him. They're 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 so even when they push themselves to the limit, mm-hmm. it's hard to hate them. Like as smar- schmarm- schmarmy, yeah. schmarmy as as Adam Brody would get in like Ready or Not yeah. or one of those movies that he had a million cameos in mm-hmm. for a while or uh, Jennifer's Body or whatever. Yeah. He's still like you know I, who he's he still is. Charming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my number six from 1972, Lone Wolf and Cub, Sword of Vengeance. Nice. This one's kind of a bit of a cheat because I had seen Shogun Assassin, which takes, it's like that film is like this film and maybe the first two or three films all blended oh, into one and they okay. had like an 80 cent score. Yeah. But again. That does sound like a cheat. But it He is, cheated, everybody. <laughs> put it on the record. It's still a different film because this is the actual film that that is from, whereas that is kind of a, an edited mm-hmm. mis- mismatch. This is the full actual story. Uh, this is the first of the, the Lone Loaf and Cub. I think there's like five or six of these. I need to go through the rest, and I wish mm-hmm. I did because maybe the rest of them might have made my list. I don't know why I did. I think like I started watching this, and then Shocktober happened. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this film, it's incredible. It's based on a manga, I believe, but it, it's... Uh, this uh, this samurai, uh, his wife is killed, um, and him and his uh, young boy survive. Who's like a, a child, like three or four or something, and he lays down the ball and the sword with the child. And if the, the child chooses the ball, ball he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him because uh, you know the life is going to be too harsh for him and this journey he's going to be going on. If he takes the sword, he's taking him up with him. The kid picks the sword, and now we he get, puts him in this baby cart that has all these gadgets. Weapons and everything. And he's going to go seeking revenge. You get, like, sword fights and, um, like, it's, tall uh, yeah, wheat fields. it's awesome. There's a like cool limbs. one on, like, the, in, the, in the water, like, in a, in a waterfall. Mm. All, all the villains kind of have a, a fun uh, mm. feel and look to them. And it's just, you're watching it because you're getting crazy limbs lopped off, blood squirts. I also watched Lady Snowblood for the first time this year, and that would be a great double feature. Mm. But in the end, I, I think this one's a little bit more Beat it up. fun. Um, I think um, Liquid Swords. Ryan Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Ferguson was, was doing a, a, a big uh, samurai fest. Yeah, I, I think it was. I can't remember how it was described, but it was it was something like that. And I think he did Lady Snowblood, and I hope he mm-hmm. brings it back. It was it was during a. a, a time that I just couldn't uh, get out there yeah. uh, but it, it's I'd, I'd like to check out I've, I've seen none of the Shaw Brothers stuff so yes yeah, so, so this is not I think this is I want to say this is t- Toy or, or Toho it's not it's not okay. one of the um, 
Shaw Brothers. It's it's uh again there was like there was like Shaw Brothers, there was Golden Harvest, who did like a lot of the Jackie Chan, Bruce mm-hmm. Lee. Um, and they, they were, that company was made up from guys from Shaw Brothers. And then there was like Toho and Toy and they were kind of doing these, uh, I think they, I think Lady Snowblood and, and Lone Wolf and Cub were the same company. Uh, Criterion put out, actually Criterion put out both of these. They put out the Lady Snowblood films and the, oh, cool. the Lone Wolf and Cub series. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's great. It, it's, it's definitely like, you know, it's maybe a weird choice for Criterion, but it definitely has visually, you know, all the blood squirts and everything. There's yeah. some artistic uh, merit there. It's, you know, it, it's it looks beautiful when he's fighting in wheat fields and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like the like, crouching tiger and yeah, dragon, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like yeah. more badass. With, yeah, with, I, I, I'd love to see this. And, you know, I thought we were going to get it back when Kill Bill came out and everyone loved mm-hmm. that where, you know, you're seeing all like that's all stolen from all these yeah. films, all the, the insane blood squirts and stuff. But it seems like we never really got too much of that. I'd love to see, you know, ninja and samurai films come back with that kind of fun. Yeah. Forget about this fucking realism. I want to see that kind of shit. Like mm-hmm. jumping up like 20 feet in the yeah, air yeah. And, and crazy bad guys. Yeah, like know. they're almost like ghost-like in their like appearance. Almost like, they're almost like comic book characters yeah. and, you know, they all have these special weapons and looks to them yeah. and stuff. Give me, let's, let's have that come back. Um, but anyways, that's my number six. Uh, my number five is from 2013. This is Paolo uh, Sorrentino's The Great Beauty. Um, this is an Italian movie that I've had recommended by by two friends very strongly uh, for a couple years now. And I, I, you know how it is. You just like, yeah, 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 yeah of yeah, course. Check I'll, this out. I'll check it out. And then you don't check it out. I kind of hate why. when people recommend me movies. <laughs> it's like I've got. Fucking five hundred staring in front of me that I want to watch. And, and Don't now give me more. I have like a, a sixteen more already today. You know but this saying? is this yeah. is a, a good example yeah. of why yeah. people recommending movies. Yeah. When they're going, this is you're gonna check it out. This is for you. You're gonna like this because often when people do that, they're right. It's <laughs> it's right. Like there's there's stuff where it's like, oh, you should see this yeah. because of whatever. Re- there's like, and then there's things like. Lady in a Cage or whatever that didn't make yeah. my but an honorable mention, but yeah. like you two should see that. Like that is yeah. something where I was watching this, being like, well, "There's they two guys I this. know that would love this movie more than mm-hmm. me, uh, potentially." And and anyways, the, the Great Beauty takes place. It's in Rome. It's this guy. He's been like, he's a writer that's basically wrote one novella, and he's lived his whole life just by going to parties, meeting all the the elite elite people. Mm-hmm. His fucking apartment looks over the Colosseum and it's got this giant patio that almost looks like he's in the jungle but he's in the heart of fucking Rome. Oh, that's awesome. That is insane in itself. But he's this guy and he has a 65th birthday. It opens up with this crazy like club scene at his birthday and all these kind of like it's it's people of all ages just being debaucherous. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's the whole movie. It doesn't matter if someone is 18, 60, 80, 40... Like they're all so it's just people fucking in public. Well, no, well, they're probably drinking and doing drugs too. Don't forget, yeah, the, yeah. They're, they're they're like there's groping and and, yeah. and there's kind of stuff. They're now, it's like a modern Calig- baby. Caligula. <laughs> when in Rome, right? <laughs> I just I want to yeah find that I can fuck yeah, yeah. in public and not yeah, be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hawk up on some eighty year old titties, man. It's gonna be fun. Uh, and and that like frank sexuality is like mm. almost unseen. And mm. the whole thing is this like super sensuous like uh looking picture as well like the director is amazing i'd only seen the young pope which i loved yeah. that he directed every episode with jude law and 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 
What's his face? Um, the old Pope. <laughs> uh, well, the, the, there's no old Pope. <laughs> no. There, there's a bunch of character actors yeah. from Italy in that one. Anyways, um, this makes me want to check out everything because I love that, and I, I, I thought this was fantastic. The 65-year-old guy, as he turns 65, some stuff, he gets some news, and it just changes outlook. But he's still having all these fun things, but he starts being more scathing. He has a takedown of this his friend, this one woman, that is so vicious but charming at the same time. It's almost impossible. It, it's crazy. And and, and uh, excellent, excellent movie. I loved it. Awesome. What was that movie called again? The, the, great, beauty? the great, great Beauty. beauty. Okay, my number five is from 1939, The Cat and the Canary. You guys have oh, been nice. recommending this movie for years. Fell in love with this movie. It is somehow a gothic uh, whodunit murder mystery, a, a swamp bayou film, and some sort of meta comedy from 1939. Bob it's, Hope, right? Yeah, you got it. Bob Hope comes in, and he's a radio host. So he sees this murder mystery going down. He's like, well, in all the plays I do, this happens next. Then it happens next. And he's just like narrating yeah. what's going on as it's like happening in real Joking time. Joking in, in, in yeah. narration, yeah. And he is so charming in this. And the movie looks fantastic too. Like it actually feels like yeah, the an old, old, the old gothic ha- movie. A house in in New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, on the bayou. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool movie. I really dug it. Yeah. I feel like this made my uh, recommendations for the first time we did the gems. Uh, yeah, list, I, I think so. Uh, it kind of yeah made me a fan of Bob Hope. I've been mm-hmm. buying a bunch of his films. I haven't watched a lot of them. Maybe when I watch those, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, my opinion oh. will turn. But uh, you know, I never liked Bob Hope. Uh, that, yeah, because we, we know kinda, him as a USO guy. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got to go. I always club. hated funny. his humor. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing like parts of road movies when mm. I was a kid. With, oh, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. I always disliked them. Um, but now you can see, okay, I can see this guy is charming. I like, totally that's... get it. I totally get it. Uh, yeah, like I this this is, I think I, I, I watched it again during Shocktober yeah. and it went up another notch, n- notch on my, uh, my rating system. Uh, so my number five is this is the highest a horror film is going to be on my list. So sorry, horror Uh-oh. fans. But uh, again, listener of Shocktober, we recommend like 30 or 40 mm-hmm. each. Uh, for 1991, this is actually, um, we were doing Shocktober where each week you would pull out a, a pick that someone, one of either Maddie or Adam recommended. This was one of Maddie's recommendations actually for 1991 Popcorn. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a fucking blast with this film. I, I loved it. Uh, it it's Kind of the perfect movie for me. Pretty much a slasher set in a movie theater, and they happen to be doing a triple feature that each movie has a different gimmick. Uh, 3D, Shock-O-Rama or whatever. Smell-O-Rama. Odorama. <laughs> and then the killer is killing each person based on kind of those... So, like, he's going to electrocute someone. He's going to be a giant bee that's going to sting yeah. somebody. And and the killer also can, like, switch his fucking face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had so much fun with this. Um, it, it, and it, it stars... Uh, I didn't mention it stars Jill... Uh, Sholin, I believe, is her name. Who, who, you know, she's kind of done. A, if you're a horror mm. fan, you've probably seen her a bunch of stuff. Stepfather, Cutting Class, uh, Phantom of the Opera, um, and then um, Dee Wallace makes uh, mm-hmm. an appearance in there as her mother. And then, kind of, kind of a cool thing. It's directed by Mark Harrier, who is the star of Bill from all the Porky's films. So this <laughs> was his. I think this is his one and only. Um, directorial uh, film, oh, cool. which makes no sense because you know it's amazing. Yeah, and it, like. Again, I'm not saying this guy yeah. should be doing the next, you know, big budget blockbuster, but why is no one giving him money to do another horror yeah. film? I would watch popcorn too. Yeah, it's now even a cornier, man. A, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> bit of a cult classic. Anyways, that's my number um, five. Five. Nice. 
Um, my number four is from 1972, uh, Louis Buñuel's uh, The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Um, This is uh, his kind of absurdist, uh, satiric, surrealist masterpiece where these bourgeois people, it's like an ambassador and all his friends in, Mm -hmm. in in this country. They're trying to meet for a meal and wherever they go, the meal gets like... Somehow delayed or... Delayed or uh, and abandoned. But it's for ridiculous reasons. Like... Uh, it gets delayed because of terrorism or war games or lucid dreams or ghosts or corpse and just overall horniness, like the, the horniness of the bourgeois. Because of the ghost? Uh, yeah. This is kind of like the opposite of the great beauty where it's like, oh, wow, being rich and like controlling everything yeah. is pretty awesome, even yeah. if you're going to be maybe eventually sad that it's going to end. Yeah. Uh, this is it, what is the point of these people like their their lives are so foolish Me- meaningless. and meaningless and dumb and um this this really has this surrealist kind of element that uh, like he's like 72 when he directs this movie oh, wow. like so he he's part of the uh, surrealist uh of the 20s and 30s that kind of blew up then mm-hmm. he made a movie with Dolly Unshane Landelu that's a very very famous movie like it's his direct debut and then he goes to make lots of different kinds of movies but all of them have like a little surreal spent but they're usually like played a little bit more straight overall this instantly has no interest in doing that and it's it's upending your expectations the whole time uh but in a fun whimsical way yeah and and you could tell like all the actors are so freaking great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I assume they're having fun. Like they, they must be in this. Yeah, and, but they're never like. There's no winking at the camera. Yeah, they're, they're just they're they're in it, but they're ridiculous human beings. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four is uh, one of the gems from 1985. Is a better off dead from a uh, Savage Shaken Stevens. Was this is the first time you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. First, oh, wow. it's my first year. What a crazy, insane movie that like hits all the jokes perfectly. Like I have never seen anything this unique as a yeah, film. This, this Very is probably unique. like top yeah. twenty-five. If yeah. Not- you know, c- comedies of all time for me, like it's it's up there. It's unlike any other comedy that is out there. And there's one charming element is a Curtis Armstrong. As a, I forget the cat's name, but he is one of the best side oh, yeah. characters I have ever I think, seen. I think he's the Charles Dubois or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he he for me uh, s- steals it from Cusack. The, bro- the brother's yeah. fun too. The yeah, brother. And there were all these like repeat jokes that keep coming back and they where's my two dollars exactly <laughs> and like if you don't understand what's going on that makes sense this movie is insane yeah like, we, we were talking about surreal this yeah. is like mm-hmm. the most you know every scene it's like something crazy and it all like i remember the first time i i had been watching say anything and all mm. the classic john cusack i got to this and i didn't get it like i was like what's going on like this i think is not- cusack w- would have been there and, with yeah you. exactly yeah. and i think like when going in the second time know what you're getting into it's fucking amazing it's so much fun I, 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 this is one i i'm i'm really looking to rewatch because i think it, it it will probably play up I on rewatch because so the jokes will play up mm-hmm. and and also just like going and knowing uh the one guy that in the 80s who's usually mr reliable is maybe the weakest element of the whole yeah. movie. And you know what? We're talking about this movie about a 
teenager whose girlfriend is leaving him, so he decides to kill himself. Yeah. Plot sounds very depressing and very like, it's oh. It never is. Oh, St. Elmo's Fire, blah, blah, blah. This movie doesn't touch upon that at all other than like his failed attempts at suicide yeah. always have comedic like bends to them. Yeah. It's fucking insane, this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, One Crazy Summer, which yeah. was uh, Savage Steve Holland's follow-up with John yep. Cusack, his film almost made my... List. Uh, it would yeah, have been yeah, an honorable yeah. mention for me, but uh, not not as good as better it's off. Bobcat dead. Goldthwait in that one. He's Bobcat's yeah. in that. Um, st- still a lot of fun though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so my number four is from 1972, uh, King Boxer, aka Five Fingers of Death. Oh yeah. Uh, whereas a couple years ago I got hit by the noir bug, uh, this year it is the, the Shaw Samurai. Brothers, the Kung Fu. Uh, the bug that has hit me. I, I got the Shaw Scope Arrows like big box set. Um, I'll just say for next to nothing. Uh, I won't say how I got it for next to nothing. Not illegal or anything, but I ended up getting it uh, for a lot cheaper than I wa- would have had to pay. Um, and threw this on. This is the first film in the mix. I think this is the fil- one of the films that started the whole kung fu mix in the seventies. And yeah, just was fucking just so entertained by this film. And now that's kind of all I want to watch. All I, want. I just actually paid full price for the uh, the volume <laughs> two. Uh, so they got your money. They, they, they hooked you. And then they, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. You're getting like a stack of films. And so far, they've mm-hmm. all been good. Again, I could have chosen. I'll talk about them quickly in my honorable mentions later on. But Chinese Boxer, one Arm Boxer, I could have also thrown into this mix, mm-hmm. into this spot. I could have filled this list with, with Kung Fu movies, but I decided to narrow it down to one. But uh, yeah, this is so fun. This is the one that has that like... I think Wu Tang and, and Quentin Tarantino used mm-hmm. it a lot, that stinger where it's like, and kill Bill, that music where she's, you know, about yeah. to kick ass. And this one he has that when he's going to use, like, I think it's called his Iron Fist. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of the standard. I mean, the pl- plot is not the strength of these films. It's kind of the standard, like, his. He's uh, going out for vengeance. His wife dies. Yeah, his, his school gets beat up and defeated, and, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, and he's going to seek revenge. And and usually, like, somehow the person gets crippled in some way. In this, in this one, they. they beat the shit off his hands because yeah. Wood is a martial arts master without use of his hands. And you always get some training, training sequence that <laughs> doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, oh, you got to put your hands in, and bash it into like hot coal or some uh-huh. shit. But whatever, he comes back and uh, it, it's just so entertaining. And it, you always have in all these films, again, like over the top kind of villains that you just hate, but they're kind of fun. And the action scenes, a lot of like, you know, you miss a punch, that tree's going down or that you're getting right. a hole through the wall. It's just over the top and and just so much fun. Um, You're right, though. That makes it often way better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give me this over realism any day. Like, I feel like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love realistic action films, too. You know, the raids and stuff like that. But that being said, like, it's not a samurai movie. There's there's something fun where, you know, you're jumping up 30 feet in Mm -hmm. the air and you're smashing through buildings and trees. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you're going to see probably next year a lot. And I'm hoping I can convince you guys, you know, maybe around when they release volume three or something, we can do a Kung Fu or Shaw Brothers uh, episode. I'm in. Um, we can call it the Shaw Festival. Is that yeah. taken? No, no, I think that's ours. <laughs> cool. Uh, anyways, that's my number four. My number three. Uh, we covered this in great detail from 1981, Thief. Michael oh, Mann's awesome, Thief. awesome, awesome. Uh, th- this was uh, first time watch and, and really fucking blew me away mm-hmm. to the point where... Outside of Heat. Favorite Michael Mann movie? I think it's my favorite yeah. Michael Mann movie. 
and it's not that far below heat for me. Oh, really? Yeah, like like heat is yeah heat, but watching them in the heat same is month so good, yeah, so good. This is like James Con's best lead performance. Uh, you, you might be right, actually. He is so good in that movie, like so good. You you, st- you scared me for a second. Yeah. I'm like, shit, did I forget to put Thief? But I remembered. I you did I it last year. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, oh. I watched it like 2014. I, I didn't put uh, it. I okay. think this is the first year yeah. where like it blew my mind. Like I think the first yeah. time I saw it, I liked it. But this time, it's like, I agree. It was like down below Michael Mann. And it's so hard with Michael Mann. He's one of my favorite yeah. directors. But it might have jumped up to like number two. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it is fucking it, incredible. It, it, it was, I think it actually might have colored that Michael Mann series for me a bit. Because yeah. we watched this and then we watched Heat. And it's like, well, where do you got to go but down? Yeah, that's just uh, it. Even for somebody that is is got such a, a incredible career as 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 Michael mm. Mann. But anyways, so you you basically got James Caan. He's do he's a professional safe cracker. It really goes into detail. Talk about realism. There, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> when you need realism, you want it in this. Uh, it, it it has a, a fantastic score. The look of it is incredible. Mm. Uh, high, high recommend, as we did on the show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put any movies that we covered in an uh, actual series, so there would have been a ton here. Like, I think Making uh, Memories of a Murderer would have been like high up on my list. I think right. Thief would have been high up on my list. So, so. I, yeah, I, I always think about yeah. that, but I, I always feel like, too, like audiences probably may not listen to every yeah, single yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe they skip the month. The only May reason or, with 85 is 85, yeah. I talked about those discoveries yeah. before when I watched them, and yeah. then on the show. Yeah. So, so I thought, again, yeah. it's, it's your list of rules, right? It's your list, your yeah. rules. Hey, man, it's 1985. It's, it's my rules. Well, I'm going with one of the racist movies I watched this year, Remo Williams. <laughs> I loved how fun this movie was. It is pretty much like a, a cartoon action flick, but also like yeah. a buddy comedy like I had a ton of fun with this movie, man. Like, kind of like again going back to the Shaw Brothers, like mm. where's their a lot of their films are famous for the fun training sequences. Yeah, I think that's why like Remo Williams, I loved all the training. I think like when the plot actually got into play, that's what held it back, or else it might have been higher up for me. I don't, but all the training stuff is so the fun. The plot is so ridiculous and yeah. fun, where he takes a guy's gold tooth and actually uses that to escape the prison by like putting like a circle around the oh, yeah. unbreakable glass I love and that. smashing it. The dogs trying to like figure out the uh, uh, ladders. They actually like and I might have been the opposite. The training sequences. <laughs> I, I dug too. I, I have trouble sitting through. I liked the comedy between him and like his trainer, and I also loved how on location that movie was. Like they're fighting on the Statue of Liberty, which was yeah. so cool. They're fighting on the Wonder Wheel at Coney Island. The like, Wonder Wheel it was cool, uh, uh, man. Sequence the the. Though that was incredible, yeah. Like it, 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 it shocked me how much I loved this movie. Like I kind of want to check it, it out it again. It was like you know, yeah. if if Mickey uh, Rooney is uh, yeah, breakfast activities t- t- is like a ten. This is an eight. Like, yeah. it, but I, I found like I know I shouldn't have because it's yellow face. But I found his character so fucking entertaining. In that I, movie. I liked him like, a lot. And in my defense, I didn't even clock it. Yeah, so. I didn't realize either. Yeah. I thought he was just like a, a kind of a yeah. weird looking. Dude, Asian dude, yeah. but it's I like I, I this is a, I I'm not knocking. I think the actor is is a is a a good actor, but like within seconds, I went ah oh, fuck, <laughs> like it's just so overplayed. Yeah. and I, I I like that's the whole thing. That that in the end, I do agree. The end when there he's on the tree farm or whatever. Yeah, on the base. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm so into that either. Mm. I, I I don't know. I, I still gave it a seven. Yeah, I think yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. a lot to love. Fred Ward. Mm. 
It's so charming too, right? Like it, it, man. I'm surprised his career didn't take off more. So, like, it's this and like Tremors. I think Tremors, are the two. Yeah. Like, okay, man, Fred Ward's kicking ass. And then you'll see him in a movie or a yeah. TV show and go, "Oh fuck yeah!" yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, my number three. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, which you probably should get on it. Uh, from 1973, uh, Charlie Varick. Oh, with Walter Matthau. Yeah, so this I have is, oh. this from Kino. Kino, yeah. So it's directed by Don Siegel. Uh, if if you see the cover, it looks like it's North by Northwest. It's a guy running from a plane. Uh, but yeah, th- this film was a surprise. I just I just love this. It's uh, Walter Matthau. There's a bunch of people you recognize, and I, I don't know all their names, but him and his partner. It, it starts out as a heist film. They rob a bank. They're surprised to find that's a lot more. I think they thought there was gonna be a couple thousand dollars. Like a million. They or come so. home with almost a million, and it turns out. Uh, this was uh, a mob was using this to kind of hide oh, off their money, and hmm. so they announced on the radio that only this much is stolen, and they're like, "We're fucked." Like if the FBI is after us, I'd be I'd be okay with that. We have a, we can escape. If you got the mob, this is where we're in trouble. Yeah. The mob hires uh, again another actor I can't remember his name to go after these guys, and it's them just trying to like get out or sell the money back, get out of this because they know they're over their heads. Um, just and it's just this tense. Fun thriller. So trying it, to get it's more tense than like just like the hot rock was just like fun or something. Um, I don't think it's it's tense. It's not. It, it kind of blends both. I don't think it's comedic, but it kind of has that Hitchcock thriller. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. It's a mix of everything. But you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to get passports and like everything is like double crosses and stuff. Yeah, I, I just I just had a lot of fun with this. I mean, I don't think it goes super dark. Mm-hmm. Um. It still has that fun thriller vibe, like a Hitchcockian film. But uh, yeah, this was a nice surprise for me. I, I really dug this, and that's what's number three. Again, I don't want to talk too much because I think the fun is like and the, seeing where it goes yeah. and what's going to happen. And, you know, is, is he going to get out of this uh, alive, him and his partner? So, uh, yeah, like I really. Uh, yeah, I, think, I wanted I think both to, of you guys. I really wanted to watch this over. Yeah. I had it out on my stack to mm-hmm. watch during the holidays. And I I just didn't get, get it's to kinda it. yeah, it's got that adventure, thriller, crime, noir. It's kinda got like all that mixed. But there's some kind of comedy elements in it too. Like Walter Matthau's just fun. Walter Matthau's seventies Walter Mathos, I always think of him as Grumpy Old Man mm-hmm. and Dennis Menace. Like, man, he's done a lot of good shit in the seventies and I, I wanna keep on checking out. Mm-hmm. There's so many movies Even I've like, seen. Was he like, an earthquake or like uh, airport seventy seven or something like that? As a drunk in the bar? Maybe. He's in taking a Pelham where it's yeah. like the train is taking mm-hmm. I take yeah, taking a I, I which that's coming in four K, so I'm gonna Yeah, check they they just put the four K version up on oh, yeah, Criterion. Oh, nice. yeah, okay, nice. Um, uh, the Criterion channel. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Kino just released it, but yeah, yeah, it's um. That's one of those. Whenever they get a Kino release, I know maybe it'll go to, uh, Criterion? uh like it, it'll come on the Criterion Channel, or it, but it'll be there only for a couple of months. Oh, then it kind of, and then they they cut it out. So I know I I uh, that's probably one I'm going to watch this month. But yeah, he, he's a guy that uh, charade. He's yeah. amazing in charade me, me from the 70s. early '60s. Mathal. Um, yeah, that's my number three. My number two is Michael Lesson's uh, Easy Living from a, a Preston Sturges script. It stars Gene Arthur and Edward Arnold and Ray Milland, who uh-huh. I think was my most watched actor of this year. Of this year, uh, weirdly enough. He's a enough. guy that, like, yeah, I feel like like every year I find a couple pics of his that I love. He's basically playing the Cary Grant role, but he's got his <coughs> Milland sort of, I'm a weasel Mm-hmm. hiding between there even though he's like this lovable guy it's just like 
yeah, like I almost believe him more as a guy that's not done anything with his life. Yeah. Uh, than Cary Grant, uh, in, in a way. Um, Anyways, he 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 operates that role except exceptionally well. Gene Arthur is fucking amazing. I've only seen three Gene Arthur movies now, and I just gotta I gotta roll through them. She's so charming. She's so funny and witty, and 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 the, her timing as a comedic actress is impeccable. Eh? Impeccable. And you've got the Sturgis script. It's not directed by Sturgis, but it's his script. Like you instantly know it. It's got that witty dialogue. Yeah. Uh, which I should have pulled out some of it like I did with Christmas July because it's just like instantly you can read it and laugh. Yeah, that good, eh? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this. It was just a lot of fun. I think both of you guys would, would, dig, would, it? would dig it because it's just like zany Yeah, I, I need fun. to check out more mm-hmm, the same films. Thing. I've only seen one or two and I like them, so. I think just in general, Screwball. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where, yeah, there's often a romance element, but they're not romantic comedies. That's why they've always, like, they're part of like the foundational DNA of the Coen brothers, as well as someone that maybe Rob Reiner that when he's doing when Harry met Sally yeah. or something, mm-hmm. which I think that did when Harry met Sally make your, it, it might've last I, I year. I do enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Hmm. I did enjoy it. Uh, number two from a 1962 carnival of souls. Oh yeah. I dug this movie. Steve man. Jones, our, our pal yeah, Steve Jones yeah. is going to love that. You yeah. This Cause one. he was telling me about this and like, he's like, he had it like, like it was on shutter. This movie is this girl. She's a drag race and her buddies. And uh, I guess something happens when she falls off the bridge. She gets out of the uh, water. I think her buddies died. She's like, you know what? I gotta get out of here. So she gets a job playing organ in this small town church and just things. We've all been happen. there. Yeah. You, we got a job playing organ in the churches and it just looks so good. Cause there was this, this fella is constantly like haunting her. She'll like look up and he's like a couple yards away. And she just keeps seeing this guy following her who looks like a Night of the Living Dead zombie. Yeah, it's very cool. And it just looks so cool. There's like a tension there as well. And she keeps seeing Did you watch this one at night? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think that's going to be – I didn't watch this one at night. And I think that's going to be the thing mm-hmm. next time. I, I really liked it a lot. I think I you gave it 7.5. Need, turn off your phone. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. Yeah. Get into the atmosphere mm. and, and dig it. Because it's all about that atmosphere, man. There's this carnival that she is just drawn to. She doesn't know why, but you constantly keep going there. And it looks so sparse, but still kind of like something's going on. Yeah, it's slick, man. Uh, cool. Uh, my number two from 1985. Oh, I did have another 1985 online. Liar! Liar! <laughs> uh, I guess I had to put this one in high up because I loved it. Uh, Albert Brooks, Lost oh, in yeah. America. Oh, buddy, this almost made my list. Like, so Albert, Albert Brooks, another guy that I've just you know I found out mm. about and I watched Modern Romance. I think that made my one of my gems list. Now I had to throw I think this made, on here. I think it made mine one year and then yours the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I love. Albert Brooks, and I love the films he's written and directed that I've seen. I want to check out the rest of them. Uh, so this is him and Julia, or sorry, Julie Haggerty. Um, he's at his job. He thinks he's getting a promotion. It's like a guaranteed promotion. He gets screwed out of it, and he says, fuck this. It's a great scene where he just tells off his boss and quits. Um, and then he goes and convinces his wife, let's sell everything we own. We'll get a Winnebago. We'll take the hundred thousand cash. We'll just, live out our days. Yeah, just live out traveling and just have fun. You know, we can stretch it out. Um, they end up one of their first stops is at a casino, and uh, without you know how much. that goes <laughs> exactly. And it's just one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes wrong, but at the same time, there's still this 
love between them, even though it's hard at yeah. times. <laughs> with one thing after another, it, it has like dark comedy elements in the mm. in the fact that it's like not it's not dark dark, but like. Mm. A lot of shit, bad shit. It's, yeah. Well, it's also wrong. just like existential dark, yeah. right? Like yeah. this is supposed to save his soul, yeah. mm-hmm. and it is not saving his soul. Whatsoever. It's destroying his soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just so <laughs> fucking. I love. I Elver think Brooks, one of the greatest deliveries of an ending line, like. We gotta eat shit. <laughs> that is like the yeah. best. And like, wow, what a beautiful. What a yeah. yeah, I think that, did this all make our top ten eighty five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, a rare occurrence. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fucking great. So we were talking about recency bias, and I, I do think it comes into play when you're making mm-hmm. a list like this. It's hard not to think about the thing you just did. I just talked about a bunch of movies. I just. Yep. Uh, watched over what, the last. What did you watch month? this afternoon? <laughs> I watched uh, January first, twenty twenty two. Oh, the young girls of uh, Rochefort. This oh. is uh, Jacques Demi, nineteen sixty seven. I think so I. This is like year uh, three hundred sixty six days ago. <laughs> I watched this movie, yeah. um, and it was the perfect way to kind of start a year. It mm. is a. This this already is going to probably put it out of the running for you guys. Yeah. It is a musical. All right. Uh, but it is a musical, just like The Umbrellas of Sherberg, which is his other movie, where it's not a musical. Everybody is singing, but the songs are integrated in a way that you eventually stop for. You forget that they're singing. Yeah, kind of like uh, you turn your brain off. It it it, it becomes like you're watching a foreign, and, and you are watching a foreign film yeah. in this case. But just like when you're watching a foreign film, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, I can't read." Well, mm-hmm. give it five minutes, and your brain is smart enough. You're gonna read that, and you're gonna be able to watch. Yeah. Right. Unless let's. This is the thing I worry about with foreign. A uh, little aside with foreign films, what happens when, in general, what happens when our eyesight goes a little bit? as movie lovers that is a yeah. thing that sucks the other part that sucks is even like a 20 percent loss may actually make that a real thing where you can't read subtitles and and and, yeah. and really pay attention because you're straining yeah, to see. i guess so eh and I, I do find there was a one movie i was watching it was called alone in the woods and uh it was i was watching it was like a dub version it was like american dubbed over top of i think it was like um Danish or something like that and like the minute I turned off like I can't watch this like you know wait I turned on and it was like sometimes the actual Danish actors like way better way better because instantly it's always better Mm -hmm. I don't know how people can watch almost anything dubbed except for Spaghetti Westerns yeah that's just it right which is a style unto its own I think some Italian films I think the films where they did not they like kind of filmed English and Italian Mm -hmm. but all the dubbing the dubbing is a style of of those movies right like uh, Giallos which we're about to do Giallo where there was something about that you're like okay I think think any film though where yes like if it was filmed in this language it should be watched Mm -hmm. in that language for sure um yeah, like I, I was watching Battle Royale. Yeah. I was watching on Canopy. Canopy, 99 times out of 100, has the best version. Yeah. It only had the dub version. Oh, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh, this must be the only thing that's available. And I was reading online, and for a long time it was. Uh-huh. It's not anymore. Yeah. It hasn't been for fucking 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and then instantly went to... I think Crave, another streaming service, mm. started watching halfway through and was like, I like this movie. Way, way better. better. I should probably just watch Especially this again. Like with the when there's children and they do the dubbed child voice, it's like mm-hmm. so grating, man. So grating. 
Like anyway. Kyle does that at the, there. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, th- this movie it basically is these 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 uh, these two sisters. They're trying to kind of break out and live their life, and it's it's just like an effervescent pop. In, in super colorful. The dances are amazing, and they even have fucking Gene Kelly huh. playing this kind of like mystical guy that comes into town. And he's gonna make their lives better, and um, I I fucking love this movie uh, so much. It just gave me joy. It's the most joyous. That's not. It made, all, it made you. It was an Eblem movie. It made you. Fu- <laughs> that's not my whole list, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these movies aren't going to... Joy is not in there. Yeah, Joy is never really in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get a tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. crevice if of you joy... Get from a movie, rocket, skyrocket number one with a bullet, baby. <laughs> That's my number one. The young, I love uh, it. Girls of uh, my number one is a movie we've already talked about this uh, session. Wow. Popcorn, man. Oh, I nice. love this movie. It is so much fun. It starts off with this weird uh, uh, cult leader doing like a... Uh, what's that called? A uh, video of him talking about this next movie is going to be the most scariest movie you've ever seen. It's like, okay, this kind of looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like the story goes along and it follows you. It leads you with these breadcrumbs down this path of where you think it's going to go. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Just kicks the breadcrumbs aside. Yeah, like, I love that Here we go. It. Yeah, it's such a cool this movie. This is kind of crazy mm-hmm. for you guys to find a movie from that era that you haven't checked out, I guess yeah. there's no Blu-ray. I don't think there's no. Been there, a DVD. there is. Oh, Synops, okay. Synops put it out. Oh, perfect. It's one of those ones where, uh, yeah, there. I think I talked before. I almost got the mm-hmm. DVD, and then when Seth bought the Blu-ray, it's a steel book. It's expensive. I was gonna get it, mm-hmm. but now I'm kind of at the thing. Like I hate paying sixty dollars for a Blu-ray. Yeah. Is there gonna be a four K like in a year? Mm-hmm. They've been getting me a lot on that, so now I'm very weary. Like twenty bucks, thirty bucks, sure, but if you're gonna ask me, to and see for bucks, Maddie and I. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't want these fancy <laughs> setups. We make it rain, baby. Yeah, we just we're just buying two dollar VHS. <laughs> yeah, 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 we we go down to the uh, the old Value Village and pick up some blues, wash our blues away. All right, what's what, your number one, man? Uh, my number one from 1973, The Last of Sheila. Um, oh, this is the, another movie I wanted to watch over the break, and then I got in my head. That you want us to? I want do us this. to do a murder mystery series a month or something. Okay. I think this would be a fun one to cover. So this uh, written by Anthony Perkins, I believe, huh. uh, stars uh, James Coburn, uh, Ian McShane, Raquel Welsh, bunch of other huge cast. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what it is? It opens up. There's a murder, and I'm not going to spoil too much. It opens up. Uh, Sheila, the the lead character, um, and it, that's um, Coburn's wife. Uh, she's m- murdered, hit and run. You don't see the person hits and runs. <laughs> you don't see who did it. Uh, and now he, Coburn is going to have, in honor of her, he's kind of running this murder mystery. He invites six guests on his cruise ship, and the plan is each. It's a it's a murder game. Uh, everyone's giving us given a secret on a card, and your goal is to find out. Um, each person's secret, and then he's going to drop you off on like uh, a seaport, I guess, each each uh, town. And there's, you know, it's like a little mystery you got to figure out. Mm-hmm. And it starts going like people are almost getting knocked off or are getting knocked off, knocked off. And you think it's going to be that typical, like it's this person getting knocked off, and you got to figure out kind of in them where none. But yeah. it doesn't. It kind of like I don't want to. It's a lot of twists and turns, and it goes it's different than what you expect. Both uh, Knives Out and Glass Onion. It's huge yeah. inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. I think Glass Onion is yeah. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you find and, and I'll just say like the, the secrets on the cards may possibly not just be random. Maybe they relate to that person. Wow. Um, but again, I don't want to spoil it too much because the beauty of this is like you think it's going this way and it's like mm-hmm. it now, Maddie, does, did he spoil uh, it too much? 
Yes, I can't watch well, this movie well, now. Well, you have, to, you, have to, you have to wait and see. You have to wait and see because it's one of those films. I think you think you know I, where it's I, going. I have. Uh, you gave me this, right? Last? No, I don't know. Did I? Maybe I don't. <laughs> Maybe know. I did. I might have got mm. it for you for Christmas. Last? I don't know. If not, I probably. No, if you got it for me for Christmas oh, no, no, last year, no, then it no. could have been. I think it's one of those things where yeah, we got. Two, I got two copies back, oh. and and I gave you one. Uh, yeah, um, we were sent. Anyways, yeah. Um, I think we should watch this again. I don't want to overhype because you know these films. Yeah. Knows, I, I, but, I've been uh, excited about watching this since Knives Out came out, and I was mm-hmm. looking at a bunch of. Yeah, these. I think Ryan Johnson mentioned uh, it was a big inspiration because he gave a list of like the ten murder mysteries. Yeah, and I remember. I, I, I think I've seen some ratings too. So you know, without overhyping it too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- this was a nice surprise for me. Again, I just threw on expecting, and then it, it kind of had some twists and turns. Um, again, not going to say it's a perfect film, but uh, it's interesting for sure. Quick aside. Because we're probably not going to get to do this. And yeah. I, we all watch Glass Onion? Yes. Yeah. I, I want to talk about this too, actually. Something just popped. No, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. Because okay. it's going to be on our best, like 2022, right? We'll talk about it. Well, we talk about what we've been watching. So go ahead. What, what, what well, do you think we're going to say? What are you going to say? We're going to get one, what we've yeah, been yeah, watching yeah, yeah, yeah. in here. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it, but go okay, ahead. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want to talk about no, it? No, I don't want to okay, talk yeah, about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. We won't talk about that. I don't know no, if it'll no. make my top list. I just have this theory about this is Ryan Johnson's apology for Star Wars. Or like not apology, but just like this is why I did it. I'm a disruptor. Fuck the system. I want to take something that people love and just destroy I it. Think and I think it's. I think. I think there's some. T- I think it's the opposite way, where he's like, "Fuck all you disruptors for h- hating on that movie." That's the movie I wanted to make, and the inner you this little corner of the internet fucking that up. Yeah, but I thought it was him like saying like, "No, I'm a disruptor. Like, I, I, I'm going to take something that you love. I'm going to take the system of the Star Wars and just break it." Because I, I think can. it's a little bit tongue in cheek. Like yeah. they think he did that, yeah. but that wasn't his intention. His intention yeah. was, was to, to take... make the movie that he wanted yeah. and uh, yeah. that he thought like Star Wars people would like. deserve. This. I don't even know why people are still. Yeah, like he's yeah. done Knives Out was after Last Jedi was. Yeah, it? yeah. Like was that his last movie? Knives Out was last movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think there's probably like uh. he probably got disenfranchised by the internet yeah. when that when The Last Jedi came oh, out. Yeah. Like, Before The Last Jedi came out, it was like, he's going to do the next a whole new Star Wars mm-hmm. trilogy, and now like it sounds like that may possibly not happen. Possibly good. might happen, uh, again, Good. Like, I don't want him I don't doing want Star Wars. I don't like, want him. Do something better. Uh, like, I, I don't want him doing Star Wars, even though that's my favorite yeah. Star Wars of the last 30 yeah. Whatever yeah. years. Like, like that's not really saying a hell of a lot though. No. <laughs> uh but I, I also just Actually, have you seen Rogue One? Yeah, I liked it better than Rogue One. Yeah, all right, all right. Fair enough. It's, yeah, it's probably my least favorite. But I yeah, yeah I there's stuff I like in it. I just yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't want to tell about Yeah, well, yeah, I don't want it. But I, I do think that, that influences the the movie mm. different interpretations. Yeah. Um I don't like it as much as Knives Out. Um, mm-hmm. I like I can I can feel the mechanism moving a little bit more, mm-hmm. but fuck, he does a few things that are just so yeah. glorious in it that I I I I love it. It feels a little bit too mallet. And again, I, I could do without the uh, cameo every two minutes to two three minutes. Did you notice that? Like yeah. everything was like, oh yeah, it's cameo. Oh yeah, another cameo. Oh yeah, another cameo. I like I like the I like the the cameo in the Zoom. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. And like, and, and considering yeah. uh, uh, Stephen Sodom and mm. Angel Lansbury are both dead now. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Eh? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Who's who's uh, 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 Natasha Leone? Leone. <laughs> what a weird yeah. fucking group. That's what I thought was kind of like yeah. 
And, and Kareem Abdul, Abdul yeah, Abdul that was Jabbar. weird. That's a, but he he writes detective novels. Oh, I didn't know that. He's uh. an interesting dude uh, outside of uh, like basketball, basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, but yeah. So Kyle won't talk about this at all. I, just, I don't want to talk about twenty twenty two tweet hey, man. films because I'm going to save it for the list, and you know, yeah. I don't know if I have that much to talk about a lot, and then I'll save it. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah. So that was our okay honorable mentions. I guess is what we're going to yeah, go well, on yeah. to. It's rare that the three of us watch the same movie. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Other than when Kyle's like, "You're watching this. Do you have yeah. your pick ready?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check <laughs> it out. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I'll jump in because you guys are fooling around with your notes. I'll just say I mentioned uh, Severn Arm I almost had. It was between that and Diabolique. Uh, complete opposites. But Severn Arm was like a fun kind of Vinegar Syndrome. I had a great mm-hmm. year with Vinegar Syndrome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they release a lot of trash. They release it with great slip covers, and I keep on buying it. And I watch them like, that wasn't very good, but I'm, I'm kind of not disappointed I own it either. Yeah. This year, like, I watched a lot of their films and was like, I'm glad I own all these. And that was kind of a fun, like, pre- uh, slasher film that was kind of silly and, and entertaining. What year is it from? Uh, 1973. So mm. it's pre Black Christmas, pre oh, nice. uh, Halloween. Um, but yeah, it was just a silly film where, uh, you know, these guys get trapped in a cave and end up cutting off a guy's arm. They decide, you know, they draw strings and they need to eat. And right when they cut off his arm, they, they get, get saved, rescued. And then someone is going around killing people or cutting off. You know, arms attacking the, the survivors' arms, cutting off their arms. Uh, but it, it, it was fun and silly. Uh, Ella Josie Wales, uh, oh, Clint yeah. Eastwood, yeah, that was close up there. Really dug that one. Uh, Fade to Black, a horror film oh, okay. that was super fun. I just got that for Christmas from you, yeah, where it's just a guy who's just a film lover like us and he mm. uses the inspiration for these. He's kind of fucking crazy. Uh, and he's gonna kill people with uh, the characters. I just want to correct you. I'm, 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 a, I'm a movie fan, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm a movie fan. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> um, I already mentioned Wages of Fear uh, and the, the Black Exploitation ones. Uh, I, I said I wanted to mention the Shaw Brothers got the bug. I also watched any one of these could have been in my top 10. Uh, the Chinese Boxer. This has like a Quentin Tarantino was hugely influenced when he did the big 88. Um, oh, yeah. The fight. The big uh, in Kill Bill, the mm-hmm. big fight scene. What is it with the 88? And, um, anyways, in the, in the restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. him taking out like fucking the six crazy people. Right? And the, yeah, crazy 88s and with weapons and everything. It's awesome. And then it goes to like a fight in the snow and the fields. Like this movie was just awesome. And then uh, one arm boxer, I guess it's not Shaw Brothers. What happened is I guess some guys left, uh, some producers or whatever left Shaw Brothers, went and filmed, uh, started this company called Golden Harvest, who maybe went on to be bigger. Yeah, the Straw, mm-hmm. Straw Brothers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but they did like That's all, a Maddie. All the, pretty good, actually. I was kind of impressed with that. That's a Maddie all the way. <laughs> oh, man. They did all the Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. But this one was awesome, too. T- talking about where this one, like, fuck the story. It doesn't matter. It's stupid, silly fun. This It's pretty much this guy is going to go take out this other um, martial arts uh, school, but he does it by hiring assassins from the world. And you have, like, you have, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, like in... Um, Fuck, uh, I can't think of it. It doesn't matter. But you, the main villain has like fangs, awesome. uh, and he's punching through walls. You have, um, you have a unfortunately, and 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 it's a it's an Asian guy in blackface, but he's supposed to be like some yoga master from India or something. But every like he's got all these like villains that from all around mm. the world. Uh, sorry, monk. That's where I was thinking. There's monks. Uh, Tibet and monks, but like he gets all these different guys from around the world, and they all have their own style and fighting. You have, um, I, I think this is like 
pre-tie boxing. So everyone has their own different fighting style. And it's totally taken, exaggerated, almost comic book style, but just super fun action. And arms are getting fucking karate chopped off. Like, who doesn't want to see that <laughs> shit, man? Awesome. And then, of course, the guy gets his arm karate chopped, and it's called the one-arm boxer, so he's going right. to seek revenge with one arm. And it's him. Like Again, one of those things where the training sequence consists of, like, Oh, uh, put weights, weights in your legs so you can jump high and just fucking uh, d- keep on punching with your one hand into this like hot. You sorry, you have to burn your hand off um, so you can no longer uh, feel, pain. feel anything, and then you can you've mastered the punch. And it's him taking out guys now with his <laughs> one arm. It's fucking awesome. I did want to mention uh, we we covered in um, I think it was February all the adult thrillers. And I know Adam maybe did not. I had fun with all of them. Like, they were all stupid and fun. Like, Color of Night. I, that I was had insane. fun here with you yeah. guys. Yeah, I will say Consenting I, I, Adult I was probably the most fun I had recording an episode last <laughs> yeah, year. That actually was a I love talking about it. I had fun with the movie. Um, and then, yeah, again, Vinegar Syndrome, Cutting Class, Tammy and the T-Rex, Phantom All. Like, Phantom All, maybe not necessarily great movies, yeah. but I had fun with them. And the 85, I, I could keep on going on with those. Mm. Uh, yeah, eighty five. Yeah, a ton. Honestly, of like I, 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 I know it's it's our podcast, so I'm going to tell people to go. But yeah, listen to the eighty five episodes. We killed ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and even some of some of the Hitchcock we covered. I'm not going to go into them, mm. but the, some of the first time watches I really enjoyed. Family Plot could have made it. Child mm-hmm. Doubt, Memories of Murder. That yeah, I, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. And uh, Grapes of Death. The the Jean. Uh, I think it's Jean Roland. Mm-hmm. Uh, zombie flick was like just if you want a gross. Zombie movie, man. That that was up there. Again, Van there are so many. Roller coaster. Bad Day at Black Rock was one of the ones. I think one of the first films oh, I watched. Yeah. That could have been up there. There there are so many. I had fucking 60 that could have made this top 10. Yeah. So uh what do you guys got? I did uh The Stepfather, I really enjoyed watching. Uh Peeping Tom was another one I really dug. Uh, oh yeah, Summer of Soul. What a great documentary yeah. about the uh, festival about and I did the uh yeah, I think that's was that country. I really dug actually. Backcountry, I, yeah. I, I think, is an underrated mm-hmm. horror movie. Like for a the last modern 10 years. horror movie, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like the. Uh... I I've got a, a bunch. Midnight Run. Have you guys seen Midnight Run with? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles and Gordon Croden. Yeah. Uh, fuck, is that? Is a it great... Danny Elfman doing the score? So it's like like this like jazzy piano. So <laughs> Danny Elfman's score is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like I I love Danny Elfman. Uh, I just watched something else where it was like oh. Danny Elfman's list is an amazing score. Mm-hmm. Not that movie. That movie. <laughs> terrible score. Uh, the World, the Flesh, and the Devil. This is the apocalyptic one with Harry Bel- Belafonte, which I think both of you guys uh-huh. would love, where he basically is in this giant city alone at first, and then he meets this woman, but then somebody else gets introduced. Really, really interesting. Uh, the setup in Lever to Heaven 2, uh, one uh, black and white noir, classic boxing mm-hmm. noir, amazing. Really had trouble leaving that off my list. Uh, and Lever to he- Heaven is a noir, but in color, huh. which is so rare for, for the 40s. Um, Legite, which is a short film um, from Chris Maker, <laughs> which is basically 12 Monkeys is a remake of. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible filmmaking, like the way it juxtaposes images and still like seems really modern, like video directors should fucking watch this and how to splice up in montage. Uh, uh, Jenny Lamore, which I talked about, uh, new, another Clouseau movie that I really, really liked. Uh, the Silence of the Sea, another Melville movie. This was another one that almost 
makes it there where this German soldier has to go live with his family. It's really, really fucking interesting. Days of Being Wild, a War Car, uh, car Y movie, uh, which which I hadn't seen before. Threads, which was that yeah, 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 the, the English yeah. kind of docudrama one if, if nuclear holocaust happened. I heard the most scariest movie of all time. Like, it's up there. It makes you think about mm-hmm. what would fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Hudsucker Proxy, the Coen oh, Brothers yeah. movie, which I'd never seen. Uh, you got a great Tim Robbins performance uh, as this kind of dullard that becomes the head of this mm-hmm. uh, big corporation. Uh, great Paul Newman. Shoot the Piano Player, uh, a Truffaut movie that's kind of a crime movie. Very cool. The Damned, which I talked about. Uh, great kind of horror movie from the 60s. Alphaville, Godard, R.I.P., <laughs> Uh, kind of his sci-fi movie, uh, which it doesn't mean anything because it's, it's Godard, so it, he's breaking yeah. all the rules. A Raisin in the Sun, an early one I saw when Sidney Poitier uh, mm-hmm. uh, passed away. An incredible performance by him, but the whole class. Hannah and Her Sisters, the Woody Allen movie, which I watched over the holidays, which is great. Lady in Cage, which... We gotta watch. You gotta watch. The Big Combo, great noir that I think both of you guys would love. Lake Mungo, which both of you guys have told yeah. me to watch forever. The Hitchhiker that Matt Oh, yeah, I was gonna put on my list, yeah. Uh, really, really cool What's one. The Hitchhiker? Oh, the, um, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's kind of like. Story. I thought I was thinking It's like a yeah. horror yeah. noir, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. almost. Um, the Silent Partner, which Kyle, very Canadiana, very. Uh, mm, it, Toronto, you know, Toronto, but a heist movie with Ellie Good Z, which is this very political movie, but also is a thriller, and the thriller aspects are almost too good. It, <laughs> it makes it too real. Yeah. Yellow Sky, a great western. Uh, the Spiral sca- Staircase and Sunset Song. I, I could probably go on. There's so mm, many yeah. good movies I watched this year. This is why I love this episode because the a lot of the other episodes were talking about things. Ah, I struggled with this or I struggled with yeah. that. Yeah, this stuff. This we is love. all love. Yeah. Man. yeah. That's just it, right? Yeah. So that is our most famous uh, finds of 2022 yeah. for us this year. All the, yeah, all the hidden gem discoveries we made to last year. If you want to send us an email about what you guys have discovered this year, you can send it to us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. And yeah, it recommends some films. You know, mm. maybe we'll we'll get through them this year and they'll make our uh, our next uh, mm. time we do this next year. It, it always it, It's always fun discovering. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing better than putting in a movie... And just fucking coming out loving it. Maybe yeah. you had no expectations. That's what, why we do it. It lives up to yeah. the, the hype or whatever. It, it's so... F- I, I love that. If I ever stop... If I don't have years like this... Mm-hmm. And some years are going to be better. Some years... Yeah. But if I don't have a giant list of new movies that I've never seen before... Well, what are you doing? Then why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're lucky. We're in this fortunate era where you can watch all these things that are in pristine mm-hmm. quality. We keep getting more movies that they're restoring... Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a great time to be alive. We're also on Movie City Maniacs. I fucked up the live. I'm sorry. It it I, I think it might have done that to our equipment last year yeah, as well. Possibly. Weird. Um, it's all good. It, um, it's because we're in this encased bunker and and <laughs> yeah the, underground. The meta gods Zuckerberg was like those guys. We need them. Get yeah. into their brains now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Movie City Maniacs. We have like page, group page. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>